I was thinking of this earlier. Oh, I was thinking about what's happening right now. Nathan's listening, you know, three weeks from now to all of this. Yesterday, he sent us a text because this, like, he loves the best part. part. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his entertainment. It is. And his payment for editing this for us. Basically, yeah. It's kind of like when I used to do musical theater and we would always do something in the background. So the main two actors would be up front. Just, just kind of entertain yourself while the main totally. scene's going on. And the yeah. director liked, like, loved it because we were always in character. Uh-huh. And we were always, but it was always like just a, what do they call them? Easter bunny or like a. Um, red herring? No, an Easter bunny, a rabbit Easter trail. Egg. Easter egg. Easter oh. egg, bunny, <laughs> egg. bunny. Same thing. There's the, an Easter involved. The bunny lazy egg right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish you could have described it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. So future Nathan, figure out what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Especially those in Germany. <laughs> Jeff was like, what a weird flex yeah. <laughs> yesterday said, during prayer. <laughs> At our table, they talked about the Equip Roundtable podcast and David Hasselhoff, big in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It was, it was funny. Us and David. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Y'all did? Yeah, we talked about that at our table too. Like that's the first thing. Oh, really? First thing that Michael Charles said. Oh, that's funny. At our table. That's <laughs> funny. Like, you guys are like David Hasselhoff. Or something. <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, well, funny. shout out to our friends there. Uh, email us and let us know who you are. We're so curious, <laughs> so curious. Uh, and who do you like better, us or David Hasselhoff? <laughs> let us know. Uh, we're in a series, uh, Things We Wish We Knew, and uh, uh, to, we're going through all kinds of different topics. Uh, if you're just now finding us or just now coming into the series because you saw in the title something about marriage, uh, we really would encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes from the season. We've been having guests on here, and uh, it's been really, really good. And so today we have a guest because today we are talking about marriage, things we wish we knew about marriage. And uh, Jason Ogle, our marriage and parenting pastor, is on with us today. Welcome to the roundtable. Hello, hello. It's kind of cool to be here because you were one of the first things I saw of Austin Ridge when I was oh. considering God leading me here. I binged. <laughs> Listened and binge watched a bunch of episodes. That's awesome. And he still came. Yeah, he's still, yeah. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. And, yeah, and he's like, do they really do hire anybody? So <laughs> let's go for it. Like yeah. The bar is really low. <laughs> the bar is really low. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and you probably got it was a it was probably a, a good crash course on our humor. Yes. Uh, around the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and also just we think we're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really is. That is, we need to get a t-shirt. Really do. We yeah. talk about t-shirts. You know what I want to do? I want to get somebody. Sorry, Jason. Welcome. Oh, um, this is how it actually goes. <laughs> is, yeah. is, I want to get somebody to go through all of our seven, eighty episodes, mm-hmm. and to say to, to to note every time we said t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. To actually make, make t-shirts. t-shirts. Just a clip. T-shirt. 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 <laughs> That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yep. About. That's about cool. Your journey here, so that's pretty cool. Well, to, oh, good. Oh, I'm just like he has all sorts of opinions about us that yeah. may or may not be true, just based on. It's true. It's listening true. to the, they're probably well, it true. It's cool because like I started listening and you have no idea what people look like, mm-hmm. you know, just oh, just yeah. like on radio where you're like, well, I, I don't would recognize this person. Then seeing you and you all look like completely different than I had in my mind. <laughs> now, so what did you think we look like? Gotta go there. You you gotta, man, go these go people have a face for radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go with it. I, 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 uh, I feel like maybe I should. I, I expected more hair. I, I said that. <laughs> 
on your head. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And less on the face. But <laughs> outside of that, um, yeah, I, I, I think I should keep that to myself. I was about to say, I feel like the marriage and family pastor, parenting pastor should be like, I'm going to just stop right there because yeah. it only gets worse from so here. Actually, Lessons uh, for your spouse. This actually ties up a loose end I've had for a long time. Okay. When we were in the interview process, he said, so one of the guys I talked to, like, he'd been listening to our podcast, and he, dude, he totally nailed you, like, kind of thing. This oh, is who you were talking that's about. That's probably true. Now I'm really curious how he, he nailed, nailed me before right. he let me say, <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as we do, we start with these conversations, things we wish we knew. We start with the question, what we used to think about the said topic when we were younger in our faith or when we were just straight up younger. And so uh, what did you guys think about marriage when you were younger, whether pre-marriage or even in your early years? of marriage. Someone jump in. You're not going first this time? I, I got married so young. Yeah. I, I you just 19, had, 20? yeah, I was 19. Okay. I just had such simplistic oh. sort of mm-hmm. basic view of marriage. and In a I, negative way or positive way? Like, so, like, when you say simplistic, like, I got it down, nailed. No, simplistic, just like, well, I mean, if you just do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. it will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you love Jesus, if you yeah. respect each other, uh-huh. then, I mean, it's fine. It's How hard could it possibly yeah. be? Yeah. Like yeah. these people out here having trouble in marriage, they just complicate it. Mm-hmm. You love Jesus <laughs> and you're yeah. respectful of each other yeah. and it will all be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, there, there's just a lot of assumptions because like everybody in my family had always been married. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can look back and it's like, I don't know how they stayed married that long. That's a good job. You know, but it's like <laughs> everybody just stayed married in, in my world. So I just assume everybody stayed married. I assume everybody just got married yeah. at some point, you yeah. know, because everybody kind of got married in my little world kind of right. thing. And and then, yeah, kind of like you say, it's just you just do certain things, certain things happen. Yeah. and All on, turns out. On and on we go. Yeah, that kind of thing. So I think just realizing that's obviously not the case for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would really resonate with what Lori says that we got married fairly young as well. Not quite that young, but pretty young. And I really expected it to be fairly easy. Um, Tracy and I, we dated for two years and it was really smooth. We have similar personalities. I think we had like one major fight and... Um, you know, and I, and for me, I kind of funny, I was coming from a college dorm environment, right. To being married. And I thought it's gotta be better. Right. If I could deal with like living with these guys and some, that's a whole podcast in itself, uh, but living with all these guys, it's going to be great. Like being married to somebody I actually care about all this. And so I came into it really expecting this to be something easy. We'll have bumps in the road, but yeah, we love each other. Um, we're not like everybody else. Um, the people who have marriage problems are people who are flawed personally in some way. And we're not that those people. Mm. So that's Mm. what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We'll put a pin in it for sure. Uh, to continue, you know, I, I was going to give mine, but I really want to ask a question based on what you guys just said. Uh, I was talking to somebody recently and, uh, it's not necessarily about marriage. It was about parenting, but this happens with marriage before someone gets married is everyone always gives them all the things that are going to go wrong. Just wait. That's right. Um, <laughs> what is that? And why do we do that as a culture? Like, why, why are we so quick to go? Oh boy. I think it's an attempt at humor. Yeah. Honestly, anytime I do it, I'm trying to sure. just kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I oh, just wait till yeah. blah, blah, blah. You wake up in the morning breath, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
Yeah, but it. But I think it's not funny. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not really funny. I'm glad you. But said, I think it's yeah. an attempt at humor. <laughs> you know, I, I know a lot of people are, are discouraged by it. Sure. You know, when I sit down with couples in premarital process, the what the weddings that we do here, and they're always like, "Please don't tell us any more negative things." And uh, you know, Jason, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say I had almost the identical conversation with a couple having their first child, and it was it was not joking what they had been told. It was very mm-hmm. serious stuff mm-hmm. and. Um, things that um, even not even pertinent at that moment. Like if yeah. you put your child in this school, then they're never going to love Jesus. Like mm. like heavy mm-hmm. things. And they were in the same place where they were just really overwhelmed. Yeah. I, I don't know why we do that. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it maybe is our badge of honor. Like, wow, we've navigated those waters or we're navigating those waters and they're very difficult waters. Yeah. Uh, I'm the veteran here. And mm-hmm. so be ready. It's going to get tough. Maybe yeah. that's where yeah. it comes from. And the redemptive piece, I think you just said, which is that they've navigated it and maybe they've done so in a way where they've gotten to the other side. Mm-hmm. So, so what they don't share is that part. Yeah. Right. Is like, you know, I, I, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the encouragement, right? Yeah. Like it's going to be really yeah. hard and yeah. you're going to get through it. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about that all the time. The, the tension of all of it. Mm-hmm. I think we're trying to relieve the tension yeah. of this is going to be hard. Yeah. And you think you're relieving the tension by making a joke about someone's morning breath or <laughs> by being, you know, preemptive and saying how hard it is to have your first child or, or whatever those things are instead mm-hmm. of just saying, you know what, it's going to be hard and it's going to be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like yeah. That kind of gets me back to one of the things I used to think of my best man in my wedding. Night before Carolyn and I got married, he, he said, so I'm just curious. What do you think is going to keep y'all married? <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, the fact that we love each other. He goes, no, dude. <laughs> he did. It's because you're committed to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going to drive it. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's good. And at 22, I didn't, yeah. that didn't make any sense. It Totally. It does now. Almost 50. Yeah. He yeah. was dead on the money <laughs> on that. You know? yeah. yeah. So for me, when um, I, I kept hearing this phrase, to become one. So mm-hmm. for me, yeah. what I used to think about marriage was that um, that would literally, like, happen emotionally, mentally, mm. you know, spiritually. And so the the phrase that I came up with was like, Stephanie had to be good. Like she had to be all right. She had to be in good spirits. She had to be happy for me to be good, happy in good spirits. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then vice versa. I had to be good for her to be happy. I had to be happy for her. And so it was so stressful because what if she wasn't, you know? And so Early on marriage, it was a constant roller coaster, a mm. constant emotional roller coaster because if she wasn't good, I had to cancel my calendar or cancel my day, cancel all my appointments. And I had to like, and that stressed her out. I was about more. to say that as the wife, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so much pressure. Exactly, exactly. So wow. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to relieve that tension just yet because we'll talk about that a little bit later. But that was so much mm. of our early marriage was just, you know, marriage was about making each other happy and that was the sole goal. And if I was feeling at that, I had to up my game even more. Mm-hmm. And it was it was exhausting. Where do you guys feel like in culture right now where we are in 2022? Where do you feel like if we just confess kind of where we were, where do we feel like culture in 2022 is with marriage? Where do they get tripped up? Jeff's looking at me. Um, I'll probably steal y'all's. So whoever goes to go first on this one, hey. I think, gets it. Ladies first. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think this whole soulmate thing is terrible. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I really do. I think it ruins marriages. Like hmm. you, you have to find your soulmate. Yeah. And if you're not married to your soulmate, you know, if you didn't wait for the perfect person for you, yeah. like really, mm-hmm. again, it's the pressure thing. Like yeah. there's not, I, I don't know. I, y'all can figure out why it's a problem. I just think it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you see with that? Like, what are you seeing? Like, 
because of the, like, this sounds really dark, but because of the disappointment <laughs> of, of eventually getting married and it not being the soulmate? Yeah, I think that mean? it just sets a bar that's yeah. unattainable. Right, right, right. So if someone's my soulmate yeah. and and it's not working, working. if I'm not happy, like my soulmate is supposed to complete me. Mm. Oh. They're that, supposed to make me. Theory. Yeah, yeah right, right. it's kind of what you were talking about a little mm, bit. Yeah. Of if, if that person's yeah. not making me happy, I must not have found my soulmate, right. which mm. means that soulmate's still out there. Uh, yeah, 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 oh. yeah. And so I gotta ditch this one because right. I missed my soulmate. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah totally. Hmm. And I love what Brad has said here before. With, with that is like realizing uh, I'm breaking my own rule. Why? I'm going to the. You're, I'm going to some answers before we like create the <laughs> right. create the tension here. But, but you can't stop now. I can't Go stop now. <laughs> um, you know, is you're a sinner, right? You're married to a sinner, and then you have baby sinners, and then you have baby sinners. Yeah, <laughs> and then you think that some other sinner is going to make you happy. That's not your original sinner, right? right. Just keep your original sinner. Just keep your original. Yeah. 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 There's a shirt. There's a shirt. Okay. Marriage Marriage ministry. And then, wait, wait, can you, your first sinner. Can you have another that. shirt that's like, he's the sinner? He's the sinner. points. Yeah. <laughs> Has the arrow. I'm with the sinner. I'm, I'm with the sinner. That's actually pretty good. This is really good. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. All right. What else do you guys think? Just to kind of piggyback on what you said, really maybe another facet of that is um, people talking about compatibility mm. in the mm. same way. Like yeah. um, we get along because we're compatible. We don't get along because we're not compatible. And you know, just talking to couples through the years, one thing that I think really throws couples through the loop is that you, before you're married, you can only know someone so well. Mm-hmm. And as you get married, you get very close. You get very granular. You get the (laughs) 10-time magnification of their life. And when that happens, people sometimes feel disappointment or feel disillusionment and that kind of thing. And what they interpret it as, though, is um, we're just not compatible anymore. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, no, it's not that you're not compatible. You're actually getting to know this person now. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that like a lot of people feel like that's a justifiable thing, just like they feel that if um, you know, they're not my soulmate. It, obviously, God would want me to be with somebody who's not my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's similar where it, it feels like a, a great reason why to ditch your marriage is that we're just not compatible anymore. Mm-hmm. They've changed, I've changed, and we're just not the same person. Yeah, and I think with that, it kind of goes with both of these is just that self-focus, self-drive, my best self type of thinking mm-hmm. just in general. It's like, if I can't be actualized in this situation, whether it's a relationship or a job or anything else, I'm free to leave at any time. Right. And, and and that is just our culture. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yes, that is true. That's not best yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to put these two things together because I want to give you guys the freedom to answer however you guys want. But, you know, what circumstances are learnings? Like, what did you learn that caused you to kind of um, uh, redeem your thinking uh, about <laughs> this topic? Um, and then, you know, what is... The, Basically, what does the scripture say? What are we taught, you know, in our faith about marriage and the way we should be thinking through marriage? Nope. I went first the last two times. <laughs> Y'all all looked at me. It, I, it is. It is this thing where like, I ask a question, I look over to you. <laughs> you know, I, I think one thing for me, if I could honestly way of summing it up, is it's my marriage. Like, it's not your marriage. It's not your marriage. Like, when I look at your marriage or your marriage, that's not my marriage. Mm. Okay. I can't just compare what yeah. goes on in my marriage with what I see in your life, on TV, yeah. at a conference or something like that. This is my marriage. I have to steward it. I have to lead it. Mm-hmm. I have to wake up to it and go to bed to it every night kind of thing. And I think just that 
personal ownership of it, that mm. responsibility. Like, it's not my job to create something here that I see over there. It's like, no, I'm entrusted to steward what God's given me. Mm. I think that's one of the things, just over 20, almost 27 years now, mm. um, I, I just continue to learn. It's all, anytime there's a dissatisfaction piece, I can almost always point to what I saw that caused me to be dissatisfied mm. here. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's something I continue, I probably will continue to learn the rest yeah. of our lives. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I find that really interesting too, because part of what helps us to grow is to see marriages that are strong and, and mm-hmm. hearing their stories. So I think that there's a bit of tension about like an and both, yeah. Yeah, like how do we learn from good marriages mm-hmm. without it becoming marital discontentment in our life? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was hoping you'd have the answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, no, I, I think it, I think it's interesting. Like what it, it's like almost like somebody gives you a critique or a criticism. Yeah. It's like you try to take out the things that are true yeah. and mm-hmm. ignore the things that aren't. Kind of thing. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's kind of that, that type of filter. But yeah, for me, it's like it's easy to just look at something else and go, that's really, almost back to the soulmate thing, that's really what we should have. What's wrong with us? You know, maybe nothing. Maybe you're both just being, you yeah, know, exactly. not that there's not things to work on. It, it, it's, it's, it's sounding much blurrier out loud than it did in my no, head. No, um, actually, so, so you were taking, you were taking <laughs> other couples and looking at other couples. I would actually say something similar, but what happens within the, the two individuals in the couple. Hmm. So for example, um, in our marriage, I was, I, 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 the more, I guess, optimistic one, glass half full, everything's all Little fuzzy good. duck. <laughs> <laughs> the little Lego guy, everything is awesome. Everyone's while we have some inside jokes. <laughs> yeah. That's one of them. Uh, I can't, how do I get back on track? So, uh, but, and, and so Stephanie, you know, uh, she, she, um, we joke around about the Enneagram and being an Enneagram six, but a little bit more realist is that they, they like to call themselves. And so, but, but her, the measuring rod for us, the measuring rod for her became, oh, she just needs to be more like Joey. She needs to be more. And so she was spending all oh, of her okay. energy trying to be, um, hmm. she thought, oh, I, to be a good Christian, be a good wife, be a good Christ father, I gotta be more like Joey. And, and we soon realized, oh dear God, please no. <laughs> And so, yeah, so, so for her to realize, and that kind of goes back into what I talked about earlier, for her to realize who she is in the Lord and her own individual relationship, that it didn't have to be either more like me or we didn't have to meet each other's needs constantly, but for her to pursue her own relationship Mm. with Jesus and not compare. That's where I was tying it back okay. to yours. Yeah. Is not compared to me, not compared to others, yeah. um, and I think that really is a big learning for me. And this is probably something all of us had. Jason and I, you and I have talked about this over the last couple, like maybe well months since even the hiring process, and but particularly the last couple of weeks we've been talking about this. I went to go open the scriptures, and I went to say I want to find everything about <laughs> marriage in right. here. And it ain't much. That's, no. that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Ain't much. That's the yeah. learning that I had, which was that the Bible doesn't say all that much yeah. about marriage. You, you know what the Bible says a lot about the gospel mm-hmm. yeah. and how the gospel means I'm a new creation. Mm-hmm. It means I'm forgiven. It means I can forgive. It means I'm yeah. accepted by God. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It means yeah. since power is yeah. broken over me. Those are the things. A lot about sanctification. A lot about <laughs> yeah, sanctification. Yeah. Those are the things that are going to actually be marriage advice, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I stopped, and it's not that I stopped trying to work on my marriage. I need to work on it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Right, Jared? Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it, it says a lot more about the gospel's power mm-hmm. to make me into mm-hmm. someone 
who yeah. is both lovable and loving yeah. <laughs> by the power of the Holy Spirit than yeah. it does about do marriage like this, thus sure. saith the Lord. Yeah. And the culture, the cultural context of when Scripture was written, it would be hard to draw straight lines anyway. Yeah, because, for sure. You know, or yeah. it, at least in our culture and other cultures, it may be a little easier to draw those lines right. even today. But, you know, it's like if you look, there are three that I've found in Genesis 2, 1 Corinthians 7, Ephesians 5. Is, there, is that the only ones you've got? Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, because it's just more principles that it gives right. you. It doesn't give right. you. And even the marriages we see, they're either detailed so we can see what nefarious bad things happened or they're not detailed at all. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of the marriage stuff that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that's in there. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting guidebook for marriage, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it brings up really an important thing is that when the Bible talks about marriage, it doesn't talk about marriage. It talks about sanctification. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and that's because I see it on my side talking to couples and they view like their marriage getting better as this corporate thing. Like we have to get better at A, B, and C. And what they usually mean is my spouse needs to get better at A, mm-hmm. B, and C. Yeah. And they lose the personal responsibility. They sit really passively waiting for their spouse to change something. And really what the scripture says is, yeah, your marriage is part of this, but we're going to talk way more about how you need to be sanctified and you need to grow. And mm-hmm. that's going to help your marriage mm-hmm. as a byproduct. Yeah. Are you a Are you a sacred marriage guy? Yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. It kind of changed my life. Yeah, me <laughs> too. I mean, <laughs> truly, right? Yeah. Like when, when he wrote that, you know, marriage isn't to make you happy, it's to make yeah. you holy. Yeah. Like, I know that is, that's really trite, but yeah. it it's true. It, it really goes back to a little bit of the identity conversation. Like, our identity isn't as a spouse. Mm-hmm. Our identity as, mm-hmm. is a child, child of God. God yeah. And I think when we record, because I think we put labels on uh, so much of what we do instead of who, who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, that usurps the responsibility, the personal responsibility. I like the, I like yeah. the phrase you put there. Is and, and so you know, as we go into like even a little bit more of like talking about our marriage, like w- over time, my my goal for Stephanie wasn't that she would you know have a checklist of all these things of who she mm-hmm. should be. All I want for her is just to pursue Jesus. Mm-hmm. And out of the f- overflow of her pursuit of Jesus, the overflow of her sanctification, mm-hmm. that she would be a wife that. I would like, <laughs> you know, like That's if we're talking nice. about, you know, if we're talking about so like, selfish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's so much better because like, like I am more in love with her when she has her freedom in Christ. Yeah. I'm more in love yeah. with her when she is fully uh, the way God wired her to be. Mm. And um, that's when she's the most attractive. That's when, you know, mm. and vice versa yep. for me, you know, like when I'm, when I throw off all the hindrances and I yeah. and I just keep pursuing Jesus, mm, that's yeah. Good. yeah. But you're but you're committed to her while no. she's in that pursuit because mm-hmm. you said I'm yeah. more in love with her when, but you're oh, always committed to her. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. You're committed. Totally. Words fail in some explanations for sure because right. that's the thing, right? And it goes back to your buddy's example. Yeah. It's not about it's a commitment. Yeah, love. It's the commitment, mm-hmm. and so it, there are going to be seasons. Going back mm-hmm. to like, why do people mm-hmm. say, "Oh boy, about marriage"? Like, because there will be seasons yeah. that are really tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those seasons were so refining. We, if I, if I would be so sad if we called it quits in year seven when it was really really tough. Sure. Yeah. Because now in year fifteen almost we are living our best life. Yeah. yeah. For now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until we're not again, yeah. and then we will again. You yeah. know. And yeah. then exactly. that's just the sign of we're we're on this side of glory, not on that one. Yeah. I mean, any time it doesn't come up often, but every once in a while, somebody who's you know newly married, not married, have y'all stayed married so long? You know, twenty seven. 
we kept being married. Kept being married. <laughs> like, we just kept waking up agreeing to do it again today. Really write that down. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it, it is a commitment. Now, it's, it's not, hopefully you're not white knuckling it forever. If you are, that's why guys like Jason exist who have right. expertise in helping you talk through these things. Right. I love the way you say it, though. If you're at the, what, the plate throwing phase, that's yes. the office down the hall. If that's right. You're not, that's right. If you're not throwing plates proactive. yet. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, proactive. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. It's just, man, just waking up every day, just like walking with the Lord. It's like, I commit today yeah. to following the Lord, falling under his Lordship. I commit today to loving my wife, cherishing her the way mm-hmm. in scripture. You know, I mean, you just have to do that. And um, I commit today to, depending on the Holy Spirit, to do yeah. um, B and A. And I hope my wife <laughs> right? like, is even more committed yeah. than me right now because I'm not doing so <laughs> yeah. well. You know, that's right. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, again, <laughs> you become, when you are pursuing Jesus and you take the personal responsibility then your grace grows for the other person and you're not looking at them to fulfill you because you are fulfilled in the Lord. Mm, Does that make sense? That's good. And so I think that's like the key thing is like if there's dissatisfaction or discontentment in your marriage, draw near the Lord, you know? Mm -hmm. And and by the way, this is a great place to put the disclaimer. Mm -hmm. We know that there are lots of situations in marriage. This is a, this is, as as Jason said a couple weeks ago in a sermon, this is a uh, general discussion on marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't break down every nuance no. yeah. of marriages. And so, you know, yeah. if you need some special help, please yeah. go seek it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have a pastoral encouragement piece yeah. of this uh, podcast coming soon uh, in, in, the, in the dialogue. But for now, just know that that's not what we're talking about. However... You know, man, if you if you have this pursuit of the Lord, uh, you will you will have a deep contentment regardless of the season of life you find yourself in with your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it took um, some very humbling things before I realized that. Um, I was a year into our marriage, and I'm thinking, wow, this is great. It's wonderful being married. It's wonderful being married to me. <laughs> those kinds of things. Man, she got lucky. Yeah, it's like, we, we solved it. And, uh, and finally, I realized that uh, Tracy had some really deep feelings that uh, we hadn't talked about, some mm-hmm. some areas that we really weren't doing a good job. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, oh, yeah, we have this great marriage. She's like, no, we don't, actually. And, and so that really, it took like that for me to say, wait a second, maybe this is something that yeah. is beyond me. Maybe I actually do need to rely on Jesus through this. <laughs> I could spend all day talking about like mistakes I made early on mm-hmm. that really reminded me I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the, the cla- you know, they say like telling somebody to calm down never actually makes them calm down. You know, and my, we had a, a family, <laughs> we had a family get together and, and long story short, um, there was like some tension between my wife and another one of my family members. And um, and this had been going on for a while and something just came up and Tracy stood up for herself in a good way. She stood up and she said, I'm not taking this anymore. And, and like all this. <laughs> and what I did was I like, like the Tracy. thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah it, was, it was a really great moment. And if you know Tracy, she's like the sweetest, kindest person in the world until you cross the line. And probably if she blows up, you cross the line like, 10 minutes ago. And uh, so she said, she said, no, this is not how it's going to be. And that kind of thing. And I did the very worst thing a husband can ever do in front of my whole family. I stood up, put my arm around her and said, now calm down, honey. And (laughs) thank you for joining us on the round table this week. This conversation's over. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I could have said pretty much anything else at that moment and it would have been better. And you know, things like that where, I'd heard my whole life, well, leave and cleave, you know, that's the Bible says, you know, this is your, and in that context though, I made a huge mistake of Mm -hmm. siding with my biological family instead of siding with my wife. Mm -hmm. And so I needed like a lot of those moments of 
where I had maybe the understanding of certain things, but I didn't see how it applied to marriage. And over and over again, God humbling me to mm-hmm. say, hey, guess what? You actually need to work on this. You actually need to grow. You um, you learn to forgive. You need to learn to walk with me. Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humility is a huge piece of it. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, like, what are our pastoral encouragements? I think before we get there, I, I think that was a really great example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want us to, like, on the spot try to come up with examples, but what are some really pragmatic, um, just quick shot in the arms for for some marriages? So the first thing I thought of when he was telling that is, like, we just need to be not, like, we don't need to be jerks to our spouses. <laughs> like, I know that sounds really simple yeah. or whatever, but it's like— Man, treat that spouse like a gift from God. Uh-huh. Like you, yeah. that that spouse, you're stewarding a relationship mm-hmm. that God granted you as a blessing. Yes. And we need to treat it a lot more gently. I mean, I see couples, mm-hmm. whether it be in public or, you know, sometimes even in church right after a sermon, you know, yeah. and the way people talk to each other disrespectfully or sure. abruptly or, you know, and you're like, well, that's just us. Well, I can guarantee you that if you're if you're rough, uh, you know, speaking to your spouse long enough, there's a level of disrespect mm-hmm. um, that that grows in bitterness, yeah. um, and so you just I, I don't know. That's the thing. For well, me. no, and yeah. so let me tag onto that. Yeah. Uh, and don't assume that you know how to do what you just said. Yeah. Like if you have a problem with this, you mm-hmm. may have seen it modeled, right. or you may have something that needs yeah. tweaking. Yeah. And again, get some help with that. Yeah. Totally. So I'm I'm not walking back what I said earlier about yeah. you know not looking at somebody else and trying to make that my marriage. But there yeah. are certain things like you pointed out, like this is healthy, this is good. Mm-hmm. Is our marriage healthy and good based on those mm-hmm. principles? Yeah. No. Why? I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I need yeah. to be humble enough, really back to good. your point, to ask yeah. somebody to help me do that. Because what I saw growing up may have been exactly what I'm doing. That's so that's right. all I know. Yeah. You know, just yeah. that yeah. sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I guess I, I tend to have a blame reflex. Mm. Really? So I, yeah. I, I, I don't mean that I, yeah. like <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. I'm like, really? No. <laughs> Interesting. If, well, if I really care about something, we've discussed this. Yeah. If I really care about something, I'm going to bow up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If I don't, in my head, I'm just like, well, that's stupid. So I don't get fired up about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I need to I, I need to remember that in marriage, my first instinct needs to be to humble myself and to mm-hmm. listen. Like if we're talking about conflict resolution mm-hmm. with any other person in my world. And by the way, it's next week's episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, with any other person in my world, I probably am extremely just calm mm-hmm. and rational. I feel like I can navigate through conflict. I was literally on the phone driving here with a mom who called me about mm-hmm. some conflict in my daughter's friend group with the other moms. And it was like, well, sure, treat it this way and do mm-hmm. this and do that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to my marriage, I'm like, well, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and so I will, yeah. I will be humble in. It's your safe th- person, though, you're just gonna yeah. just shoot. But I, but don't you think <laughs> yeah. that's one of our excuses? Oh, yeah, sure. Is mm-hmm. is you're my safe person? You yeah. have to take this from me. And we even take it to the extreme of saying you are my emotional punching bag. So anything mm-hmm. in life where my emotions are out of sort, I take it out on you. Yeah, I would not do that to anybody else in my life. But because you're committed to me, I'm gonna throw it on you, and that's yeah. not right. That is it's not. Just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
Well, as we wrap up the conversation, I sure, I'm sure that there are, and we we make this invitation, and we have hundreds of people listening to this. And please, someone take us up on the offer. Email us and ask us some questions. Make up a fake email address, you know, if you don't want to be known who you are, just to send us the question. But I, I'm sure there are things that we have said that only raised more questions in your mind. So send us in. We don't mind bringing Jason back. Jason, will you come back? Yes, I will. <laughs> and and yes. we will answer some questions on the on the podcast and we'll do a marriage, what we wish we knew or things we wish we knew, uh, part two about marriage. But before we end it, um, let's go around and give some just closing pastoral encouragements to people regarding the topic of marriage. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a tag onto your disclaimer earlier that you kind of yeah. softly entered into. But, yeah. you know, this isn't a stay in your marriage at all cost mm-hmm. conversation. That's not yeah. what we're saying. If there's abuse, lack of safety, those mm-hmm. types of things, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's not just a disclaimer. That's just true. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you're, you're you're not called to do that. That's mm-hmm. not that's right. not your soulmate's job. But even with that, get help, you mm-hmm. know. So you're not intended to do marriage by yourself. That's why Austin Ridge, I mean, we're so blessed to have the resources of people and places and events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, jump into one of those things. Yeah. I mean, that would be a pastoral encouragement is don't just keep doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and trying to get different results. Every once in a while, just kind of insert something new in there, some learning, some experience. The book y'all mentioned earlier, y'all didn't say who wrote it, Sacred Marriage Gary by Gary Thomas. Thomas. Gary Thomas. Yeah. Find a book like that if you hadn't read it and just go through it with some other couples. You know, it, Honestly, if you're not in community, if you're not in some kind of group setting with other couples, just to be around others, just to... You know, just yeah. to have that community. I think all those things would be the pastoral encouragement. This isn't mine. Give. I'm just tagging on yours because mm-hmm. I still want to do mine. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> marriage uh, is one of the things that we get approached about the most oh, yeah. as pastors. And our classes are the, are until Jason got here, mm-hmm. have been the least attended classes that we offer. Yeah. And I know that there's lots of proper reasons for that, but that's a little that's a little shot in the arm for our listeners, that if you're a listener of the Roundtable Podcast, you live in Austin, Texas, look on the website, austinridge.org slash equip, I think, is what it'll be. We get a new website. Anyway, uh, and look for those marriage classes and find those marriage classes, sign up for those marriage mm-hmm. classes and come learn from other couples, yeah. from Jason and so on. Can All I right. do my next? Because it ties into what you're good, saying. Good, and this is really mine officially. Okay. And this counts? Okay. But it has a story first. <laughs> okay. Right. Story time. Story time. <laughs> so um, it, this tags on with what Jeff was saying about be proactive. Do something. Throw something in that's different. Be willing to listen to your spouse. When when our daughter, our daughter's 15 now, but when she was three, um, we had some stuff going on in our marriage that I didn't know we had going on. Anybody else? Yeah, Where you right. were like, oh, I thought things were fine. <laughs> That's um, never happened to and, <laughs> and my husband one day, I can remember where we were, and he was like, hey, what do you have going on, you know, the weekend of October 25th or whatever it was? And he said, there's this marriage retreat that I'd really like for us to go to in mm-hmm. Dallas. And I looked at my calendar and I said, Reese, our daughter, who was three at the time, oh, Reese has her preschool friend whatever's birthday party that Saturday. I don't think we can go. And he looked straight at me and said, that's why we need to go. Because you think a three-year-old's birthday party should trump the fact that I just was vulnerable enough to say. Wow, that's good. I think we should go to this marriage conference. And it was like a Mm -hmm. moment in my heart where I went, oh. <laughs> so one hmm. encouragement would be be brave enough yeah. to um prayerfully and 
you know, in, in a way that makes sense, bring up to your spouse, like, hey, could we do something proactive? Yeah. Um, you know, if he had said, um, sit down, we need to talk about something, I would have gone to, into blame mode. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he was suggesting a proactive something to do. Hmm. And so I, I really appreciate that. It's still a part in, in my marriage story where I'm yeah. like, wow, that's what a good leader in a marriage does. Yeah. Go, Jared. Go, Jared. Um, so I think that's one thing. The other thing that is a practical sort of lowercase p pastoral thing <laughs> um, to talk about is we had life group leaders who would occasionally make you and your spouse, like we'd go around the circle and whoever it was that week, they would make you and your spouse say where they thought they were in their marriage that week, like wow. one to 10, Ooh, and it would be wow. one, two, three, go. Yeah. And like every once in a while, you would get the old, like the wife would say seven and the husband would say three yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. And then life group plans were done for that week. <laughs> and it was just like, talk about it. Yeah. Why do you think you're a seven? And why do you think you're a three? And I, I just think that's super fun yeah. in yeah. a safe place or maybe just with your spouse. Like, yeah. okay, let's each write down a number yeah. of where we think we are. <laughs> yeah. and that's a non-confrontational sure. way. Yeah. To say, hey, let's talk about our marriage. Like, yeah. I'm going to write down a number one to ten. You're going to write down, and yeah. then we're going to laugh for a second, mm. and we're going to take this lightheartedly. But then we're going to talk about mm-hmm. why we're off. And then if don't we are. lie and say, oh, I thought one was the highest. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you knew what you were writing down. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought of that. That's a good idea. <laughs> we use that. Jason, what about you? Um, I, you know, there. I really want to tag on with what everyone else has said because it's hard work on it. Um, because it's also so joyful. It's mm-hmm. also so fulfilling and mm-hmm. hard things um, become easier when we prepare for them. We don't wait until it's really, really bad and then try to fix it. We, mm-hmm. we try to maintain it. Um, I, I learned that a tough conversation today is way better than a tougher conversation tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And as a, somebody who tends to avoid conflict, uh, that was just so helpful in my marriage just to say, if, if there's a tough conversation that needs to happen, don't wait anymore, have it. And, and, there's ways to have it in, in a safe way and even in, an enjoyable way, but don't keep putting it off just because it's uncomfortable. It doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That reminded me of um, being a student of your of your spouse a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, learning when when to bring up certain yes. things, and maybe it's not every day all the time, mm-hmm. but don't absolutely also, you know, but find <laughs> but find find the time, find the spot, and yeah. don't let you know the quote unquote yeah. sun go down on your anger. Don't let it get to a point where it's going to blow up. Yeah. yeah, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a, a couple of different things. I, I, you guys said a lot of it. One of them I'll just say is uh, laugh and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Date nights preserve your marriage, ta- man. Yeah. They really yeah, do. Yeah. Take, take Jesus seriously, but don't take yourselves too seriously. And I think, um, you know, Steph and I have been through seasons where it, everything was so serious. Everything. We, we were lacking yeah. sleep. And we were, you know, literally two ships passing the night doing all the driving all over, you know, God's green earth. And, uh, and everything was so serious. Every time we got together, we were exhausted. And then we were like, you know, we just need to go have fun. And yeah. we didn't force it, right? Because, like, we have to have fun right now. <laughs> you know, we didn't do that. But we, you know, we just started trying to have fun. And we do date nights. So, you know, it's one of those things that you're not going to find in the Bible <laughs> go, to go have date nights. But, you know, proximity with one another and, and just having some shoulder-to-shoulder time is really, really good. So, um, we have classes uh, right now in the current iteration. They might be listening to this in 2025. We don't know. But yes. uh, at least right now in 2022 into 2023, what do our classes look like for our proactive investments in marriage? 
So we've got a uh, Wednesday class that kicks off next Wednesday. That's the 21st, I believe. Of September. Or two Wednesdays ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The hearing of this. <laughs> yeah. So it's, a, it's October the 21st. now. But yeah, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, in October, we have a Sunday morning class. Uh, Sunday's at 11. Good. And that is um, the 16th through the 30th. Yeah. Um, that class is, is really, uh, especially for people who are new to church, new to um, building their marriage. We're calling it Ridge Marriage. It's just the basics of how... Uh, we as a church can help you build your marriage. Um, we can't do it for you, but we can definitely resource you, and that's what we want to do. Uh, well, thank you again. Uh, email us, equip at austinridge.org if you have any questions, or just catch us in the foyer on a Sunday morning. you probably see one of us uh, around, or if you were like Jason, did, don't know what we look like, go on the website, find out what we look like. <laughs> You'll and, be surprised. Uh, <laughs> in a good way. Okay, wait, we may or may not use this, but when you said date night and shoulder-to-shoulder time, do you sit on the same side of the booth when you go on date no, night? No, it's a metaphor. I just want yeah. to be sure because that's shoulder, you. Shoulder, shoulder, face to face, are y'all shoulder, shoulder, are y'all shoulder to shoulder people? No, we sit across. No. We're not We're unless across. there's something happening over there that we both want to see, and then we like a really bad piano player. A really bad piano. We were both on the same side of the. <laughs> were you really good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got up and moved around. Absolutely. We had this discussion the other day, yeah. and yeah. Reese was like, "Our daughter was like." No way. Never dating someone who wants to sit on the same side of the yeah. Never super, not doing it. It's super fun to talk about the couple in the restaurant. That you see <laughs> so do that. weird. Yeah. It's yes. super fun to talk about the couple in the restaurant, period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> if, you your you're not, if you think you're not going to have anything to talk about on date night, just find a couple and yeah, talk yeah. about them. People watching People is watch. the most enjoyable date night you I mean, have. Really, I think right? really, right? <laughs> I think we're getting old. Let's go. Old. Old. <laughs> we didn't everyone, say do it at the mall. Every, everyone just listened to the last 35 minutes of the conversation, uh-huh. and they thought, that was the best part. That's good at practical application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally. There's your bonus material, folks.